What if we're all wrong about Travis Etienne and A.J. Green? Let's talk about it right now on Fantasy Football Today in 5. Welcome to the show, everybody. This is your Monday edition. It's Sunday night right now for Dave Richard and myself. I'm Adam Azer. And basically, it's if blank happens, then blank. So, Dave, take it away with your first if-then. All right. The first if-then is if A.J. Green's 2020 was an anomaly, then what to make of this Cardinals offense? Because... What we were used to with A.J. Green before 2020 was dominating receiver, stud number one guy, dude who could do it all. Wait, give me give me like the hot take, though. If AJ the hot Green's take 20, is this. Yeah. If, if he's his old self, Kyler Murray can flirt with being QB1 and DeAndre Hopkins will be a fantasy bust. And you'll drop Rondell Moore in a hot minute uh, uh, why? if A.J. Green steps up and becomes... A stud. Why would Hopkins have to be a bust? Why couldn't they both be great? Because I think if A.J. Green is playing well, he would certainly command more targets from Kyler Murray and try and, it's the Cardinals, try and spread the ball around. And there would be weeks where DeAndre Hopkins would be fine. But I I think the reason why we're all drafting Hopkins is because we're expecting him to get over 100 catches again. I don't know if that's happening if A.J. Green is commanding eight targets a game. All right, your next one is about Sam Darnold. If then, with Sam Darnold. If Sam Darnold stinks, just like he did with the Jets, and maybe is even worse than Teddy Bridgewater was last year, then there's probably no way DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson are going to be as good for fantasy as they were in 2020. And I also wonder what it means for Christian McCaffrey, because I think defenses will say, all right, we need to really buckle down on slowing CMC down and not worrying so much against the pass. And defenses might be doing that anyway. I, th- I think they've been doing that for, <laughs> for the last two but, years. And, and so the Panthers mattered. need to do something to try and scare defenses off and, and make them really nervous. That The Titans are doing that by getting Julio Jones, and the Cowboys tried to do that last year and, and kind of did do it last year when Dak was healthy with C.D. Lamb. But if Darnold absolutely stinks and he's off target like he was in New York, throws a bunch of you know, mind-boggling turnovers. DJ Moore is going to be sloppy for fantasy. Robbie won't be anywhere near as consistent. And I wonder what it does mean for McCaffrey. Does it take him? Look, I don't think it necessarily Uh, takes him out of the race to be RB1 at the uh end of the year. But I I wonder if it's uh, something that makes him a little less effective than he would be normally. So I'm going to tell you right now, Sam Darnold is, is the same quarterback he was with the Jets. He's basically the worst quarterback in football. Are you still and that's take- coming from someone who's seen every Daniel Jones throw. <laughs> well, statistically, he's been the worst quarterback in the NFL since coming into the NFL a year before Daniel Jones. If that's the case, are you still taking McCaffrey at 1-1? If I know that Sam Darnold is the worst quarterback this year, mm-hmm. uh, I, I'm not sure if I would. Okay. All right, what's, <laughs> your, what's your last if then? It's about Travis Etienne. If we're wrong on Travis Etienne being a stud running back, then we're also going to be wrong on James Robinson. Because I think that, and this is one I've legitimately been thinking about. Like the first two, well, certainly the first one is, you know, just kind of like a fun thought exercise. The second one, yeah, maybe it's possible that if Darnold looks terrible in the preseason, we think twice about McCaffrey. But this one, man, maybe we're, we're rushing Etienne up a little bit too much by calling him a top 50, top 60 pick. And maybe, just maybe, James Robinson's going to have a role in this offense. I've gone back and looked at quotes that Urban Meyer said when he wasn't coaching. You know, he spent that year in broadcasting, and he loves big offensive linemen, and he loves to run the football. And there's a track record of him using big backs like Robinson in the past when he's had them. 
And I wonder if maybe we're writing Robinson off a little bit too much too soon. And maybe ETN could end up being a guy that does get 40 or 50 catches, but just not a lot of work in the run game, especially as long as Robinson does his thing. And if ETN also stinks, let's just say he stinks. I think that opens things up for Chenault. I think it opens things up for Marvin Jones. I think it opens things up for DJ Chark to maybe get an extra target or two per game. And James Robinson, who at this point, I think it's still safe to say, maybe he catches one or two passes per game. Maybe that goes up to three passes per game or four passes per game if ETN is ET UG. <laughs> okay, so if you for more if thens, check out Fantasy Football Today, the full length show. We'll talk to you there on Monday. We'll talk to you here on FFT and 5 on Tuesday. For Dave Richard, I'm Adam Azer. Thanks for listening. Have a good one, everybody. Talk to you Tuesday.